Another episode of Not Exactly Radio here again. I'm on new medication. You're on new medication. <laughs> There's going to be no backstory to that. Anyways, hey, what's up? It is your boy Benny K and... Tony. Walk Tony. Tony. Walk Tony. Because we're going to be talking about some awesome metal today uh, with our good friend here. The bane of all bartenders' existences <laughs> because he shows up a half hour before bar closed. Jimmy. Hello. Jimmy, how do you say your last name? Ledoux. Ledoux. Yes. I always forget. I'm like, Jimmy, the French name. Yeah, yeah the French name. No worse. The French name. I've been called worse. Doesn't Jimmy. <laughs> That's very true. By me. Probably. LaFleur. Related to Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur. He is going to be coaching. He's actually the assistant coach for the Green Bay Packers. Jimmy, how are the Packers doing this training camp season? Just kidding. Sports is great, though. Anyways, Jimmy, you're in. <laughs> We're dumb. We're dumb. This is a great intro. Dumb. Jimmy, you are in an awesome metal band called Low End, where you do basically everything in the metal band. Um, I try. Try to do everything in the metal band. Can you, I don't know, like, that's pretty awesome. How, how's that been going? It's been going well? It's been going good. Um, we started last year, officially, like, in August. Mm. So, uh, yeah, about going on a year now. And, um... Yeah, it's been good. We've pretty much just been grinding ever since. We're releasing three new songs as like a promo to an LP that we're hoping to be out in uh, like the beginning of the next year. Nice. Yeah, just been grinding hard, writing. That's been awesome. Getting after it. I was going to say, the reason why we haven't actually done this show sooner is because you were always on fucking tour. Yeah. And like, even even like in a couple days from now, you're going to be back on tour. And when this episode is out, you're going to be on tour. Yes. Yeah, which is fucking, you're ridiculous, and that's pretty awesome. Try getting after it, man. It's cool. Hey, that's yeah. no, I, hey, no, more power to you. Fuck yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, I'm tired and poor, <laughs> <laughs> but you're having the time of your life. Yeah, it's cool, man. Get to play with a lot of cool bands. Yeah. So. Tuesday, August six is when this will be out. Yes. What city will you be in? Oh, uh, shit. I'm gonna have to look. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. I'm going to Albany, and four days later, I'll be back in Milwaukee. So somewhere in that. Stretch. Okay. That's where I'll be. Okay. I'm gonna guess Ohio. Just okay. Throw it out there. Okay. Just saying, <laughs> we might be in Ohio on August 6th. Yeah. Stay tuned. All right. Well, we brought you in today because we wanted you to be on the show because it's music and we love music and you love music and here we are and you brought us the album, uh, um, Heart, uh, fucking Pantera's, um, fucking. Far beyond driven, baby. Far beyond driven. I said hardly on driving. I'm like, Har- no, this is hardly hard. driving. Hardly driving by Pantera. And I'm like, I know, I knew what I meant. Far beyond driven. Um, and uh, it was something that we don't normally listen to all the time. Um, but it was like, it, it, the more we listened to it, the better it, it got. And it was, uh, and I know you described it before we went on the air that it was like your perfect album, which we'll talk about in a little bit. It's great. But before we get to that, we have to do it. We do slaps or crafts. Now, usually we did 10 songs, but we're going to cut it down to five because we realized it took up a fuckload of time yeah. and editing sucked. Yeah. So, uh, not be lazy, but also to make it a nice show. I don't fucking know. Anyways, let's go with slaps or crafts so here. So this is the Billboard top five rock songs because... They don't really... This is the top five? That, yeah. that was the whole thing? Holy <laughs> yeah. Shit. Char- charts don't give a shit about any, like, good guitar-based music anymore. It's, it's all, like... It's, it's all this. numbers, baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, like... Crazy. So these are the top five, and uh, so today's st- Slapper Crap is sponsored by Rent-A-Turtle. Because sometimes, gotta rent a turtle. Rent-A-Turtle. Um, Alright, so the needs. first song is uh, Godsmack, Under Your Scars. Godsmack, Under Your Scars. Um... It's fine. It sounds like something that would be on a, a rock station. Um, it's pretty, I don't know, I don't want to say generic, but it's like radio rock. Yeah, it didn't, it's, it strike, it strike me as something that was written for money. It just like written completely like, 
we're gonna sell this shit. And the guys in the band are just like, yeah, sounds good. And I'm sure it'll be a WWE pay-per-view song. Oh, probably. I probably already probably has is. Been. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like another <laughs> another song on our list already has. Um, <laughs> probably. Um, but uh, but no, I absolutely agree with Jimmy, and I think that uh, there's a couple. There's one more other song, another song on here that I believe is in the same realm, where it's like, we did this for money, and it's probably the position that they're in. But Godsmack, I think final answer for Under Your Scars for me. I'm surprised they're still around. I'm gonna say, I guess I'll say, I'll say craps. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure, crappy. Alright, next one though. Next one came and surprised me a little bit because Volby was almost in that radio rock genre where it was like, holy shit, you can hear this on any radio, rock radio station you want. But now, this is a little different. It's a little different. Last Day Under the Sun has a little bit of a happy vibe to it. Yeah. Not your normal radio rock. I listen to it. I've seen the name Volby around and I've only seen them play just like massive Euro festivals and in Europe they're just fucking massive. Huge. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and I just kinda have like written them off because I'm just like I don't really want I, I don't really care. I don't trust your PNZ either. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I love like nineties alternative like howdy neighbor music if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Holy that, shit. That song started playing, I was like weird I weirdly like this a lot. This yeah, is kinda cool. this is kinda sick. I get why this is Getting radio hits. I'm giving it a slap too. Giving it a slap. Yeah, it's, I'm slapping. Volbeat, last day out of the sun. It is a slap. Uh, Bad Wolves, remember when? Okay, now I have to make an argument for Bad Wolves. They are kind of in this, like, fucking whole things in the genre. Uh, but uh, Bad Wolves had a great cover of Zombie by the Cranberries, which I thought, I don't know, it blew me away. It was a really good cover. And I feel like their music still kind of translates with that. So remember when is not that bad of a song for me. I like it. I'm, I'm trying it. to I'm trying to remember which one that was. Is that okay? Yeah, that one lyrically I thought was the most cringy thing I've ever. Heard. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta go past the lyrics. Nah, man. Well, well, when they're face in face value in the chorus, they're just like sticking out to you. I was just uh, there was a line that I listened to it was like when you're when you're 22 <laughs> and. Uh, your mom left and you start drinking or something like that. I was just like, <laughs> no. I was like that's just it was some really corny. Yeah, I was like that's just way too straightforward for me. There's no there's really no artistic side to that. It's just I'm just gonna talk. <laughs> Nobody likes you when you're twenty three. <laughs> I take that at least they're taking off their pants. Right, yeah. It's great. I'm running naked through a whole music video. But I, I tried to salvage uh, Bad Wolves, but uh, I think this is also a crap. Yeah. Very crappy. Now I kind of want to save this one for last. <laughs> Why? Because I fucking... I try to give every band... Okay, I'm going to do it now. Fuck it. I'm trying to give every band the benefit of the doubt <laughs> with any sort of song, but I cannot give any sort of goodness to Five Finger Death Punch. I can't do it. I used to like... I, I liked their first album. I did. It, I liked it. It, it was has good. been your mission to destroy them. I. It's <laughs> not... See, like, that's the only band. I want to give every band props... <laughs> I like to give every band props. Well, if, if a band is consistently putting out just shit, <laughs> then you can't. You it, can't. I can't knock you for being against it. <laughs> it started, but I, it's a cover song. It's blue on black. I love the song. <laughs> I love the, the the original song, and it's cool that they got Kenny yeah. Wayne Shepherd on this track. That's that's a that's a newer song, right? Blue on black. It's not, not the Kenny Wayne Shepherd one is from the nineties. Okay. I think. Well, I recognize that song, yeah. and I was just like. 
Oh wait, is this a? So, oh, like so they they cover this. <laughs> it took it took me until that guy started singing to realize. Oh, is this, oh I can't yeah. even. It all ended for me when I I think I heard I think it was like seriously the second album and he was just like, "Did you hear the one about me?" He's like screaming that into a microphone. I'm like, "All right, man." We're done here. That's yeah, all. it's just too corny for me. It was bad. Yeah. The singer's bad. And why, I, I don't know. Covers for me are like so particular. Like it it needs to be like completely revamped in a better, great way. And yeah. I can only name a couple songs that have like done that. But usually the original is like way better. It's what mm. I latch on to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but for this, real. Go ahead. It, well, it just reminds us of the Weezer cover album. Oh, yeah. That was so mad oh, at it because it murdered so many good 80s pop songs. And they didn't just do anything. Doing a straight cover. Yeah, they didn't of do it anything like, different. <laughs> just like this one. The only, the only thing different is that the guy from Five Finger Death Punch is singing and Kenny Wayne Shepard's still on the fucking track. <laughs> yes. I don't get it. Oh, God. For sure, crappy for me. Yeah, it's going to be crap. Yeah, it's going to be crap for me as well. A lot of toilet flushes right here because I am not a fan of Five Finger Death Punch. No, me either. Oh. And number five, Shine Down Monsters. That sounds like before video games were big enough to have licensed music, mm. and they just have like a ringer come in and write some rock music and put it in the game. That's, that's it. Monsters. That's yeah. it. <laughs> See, this is the one that I was talking about when we are going back to Godsmack. It's like what Jimmy said, uh, that it was just like a song that could be made with money, or that could, that could yeah. make money. Uh, and I think this is another one of their things. Well, Shine, Shine Down's one of those bands that if I'm ever talking to like a complete civilian who's completely disconnected from music <laughs> and they're like, what kind of music do you play? I'm like, it's like heavy stuff. You're like, like Shinedown? Uh, no. Like, <laughs> not quite, but yeah. Sure. You try, to whatever. <laughs> try to be enthusiastic about it. Like, <laughs> but yeah, hey, man. man, they're fucking rich as shit and here I am. That's so, true. I know we can't be pissing on them. They're, they're winning long term, <laughs> but I still think they write crappy music. That's still true. have your dignity. Yeah. My punk not lying to It's not paying the bills. Right? Yeah, dignity does not pay the bills. But it's fun. It's fun. Um, so, I mean, you could be having more fun, but just less money. They might be having, you know, a horrible time, but still making millions of dollars, so they're never going to have a horrible time. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's bad. Yeah. It's not fair. It's not fair that this is plaguing our music. Anyways, that doesn't matter. Anyways, that was Slaps or Craps. Thank you for joining us for Slaps and Craps. Uh, all right, so, well, let's get on the get on the album Far Beyond Driven. For, for some reason, I fucking blanked on the name earlier because I'm a piece of shit. Tony, can you give us a skinny on it? Uh, this was the seventh album from Pantera, released in September 1994 to huge fanfare. That was already nuts, the idea that they had seven yeah. at this point. At that time. At yeah, that like, time. How many metal bands, like, now? Like, I'll, like, check out, like, stuff I, you know dug a couple years ago see if they released anything new nah. yeah. maybe a record well, maybe <laughs> in my opinion their first record was Cowboys from Hell everything before that they were like a total like glam hair band oh yeah that's right oh for real yeah. I forgot Holy about shit. that they would, they would like play like roller rinks and shit and just total <laughs> yeah. like Skinny, glittery, that's shit. Yeah, I kind of want to see old Pantera that. photos Dude, are their, funny. Their glam record, or one of them, I can't even remember which one. It's kind of sick. But <laughs> it, it, when Cowboys from Hell came out, it was like completely fucking changed the game oh. of metal music, in my opinion. I think that band kind of paved the way for a lot of other bands. I was gonna say, and we do get that. You get a lot of influences. Yeah, like listening to this. I was gonna say, like, I was surprised also with the seven albums. I didn't see. That like when I got to this album on Spotify, I didn't see anything else too much before it. Yeah, I think on Spotify there's maybe like one or two 
okay. records, but yeah, they've been they were playing for quite some time. Damn. So um, and so, anyways, a shout out to number one on the Billboard 200, certified platinum, and it's the first album where Daryl Abbott is credited as Dimebag Daryl. He was Diamond Daryl for like a couple years too, <laughs> which talk about glam rock. That's a good right. Glam that makes rock that, name. that is good. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is his first where you had Dimebag on the credits. Album release came at a time where vocalist Phil Anselmo was dealing with massive amounts of pain due to a degenerative, degenerative, degenerative uh, <laughs> disease. He wasn't um, doing so hot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he had a disc disease that affected the disc in his back. Oh, um, I'm gonna say discs a lot. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, so he self-medicated with a ton of alcohol, uh, painkillers, heroin. So that's why this is like a dirty, dirty record. Yeah, like, especially lyrically, like mm-hmm. it's it makes sense. Sick. Yeah. It, yeah. it it's like NC17 mm. lyric-wise, you yeah, know, fair. where it's like. <laughs> I feel like the the progression of Pantera, like each record. Okay, saying. Cowboys Morales the first record. <laughs> they were able to like they were like this is everybody's like this is the heaviest record ever written. How can this get heavier? Vulgar Display came out. They're like this is the heaviest record ever written. <laughs> and then this record came out and the, to me this is their heaviest coolest work. But it kind of went with the progression of their like heavy alcoholism and oh, like drug use. They're just like getting more fucked up and just like we're just more angry. Damn. Yeah. Fucking mm-hmm. red. It's and fucking that, red metal, baby. <laughs> and that uh, falls in line with, yeah, um, this was, uh, they did most of this in, is that drop C sharp? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, uh, most of the record's in C sharp. Um, on dealing with all the success and the pain at the same time, Phil had this to say, I will stop clicking the pen. Well, I think it was about the time when the record Fire Beyond Driven came in at number one. I was pretty terrified. I was happy as hell. Don't get me wrong, man. I was like, oh, my God, Yes. At that point, I had just gotten back from the doctor from having my second MRI done, and I realized I had two blown-out discs. Now, in order for me to be the Superman that the media built me up to be, I had to quell that pain. So I stand, started off with regular painkillers and muscle relaxers. Eventually, you climb up the painkiller ladder because painkillers lie to you. They will magnify that injury, and that's all in your mind, the injury and painkillers. And, I mean, we see that all the time. Right, yeah. That's, that's how addiction is formed. Yeah. Um, that is why we have a crisis now because doctors didn't take it seriously because the mood has pain so like you know it has but it has to be regulated or else you know people fall down these holes of addiction Mm -hmm. so um but yeah it really comes out in the music absolutely (laughs) no absolutely no um definitely several tracks in this album that uh kind of you know reflected that uh but uh, let's get it going. Start of the album right there. Strength beyond, uh, beyond uh, strength beyond strength. Oh my god, I fucking can't. Do it. I thought this was a great start to the album. Nice and heavy. It also had like a punk influence, like thrash punk influence to it. Uh, it kind of reminded me um, like like Bad Brains, Minor Threat, and like early Bad Religion. Um, and honestly, the lyrics have a punk feel to them, like feel to them too. It's like basically saying like fuck the haters, <laughs> or it's, it, the lyrics are basically saying if you don't go to school, you're a waste of time. And you hear that in a lot of uh, punk-influenced shit, and it's kind of funny that it's brought up here. Um, so, uh, if you get past the uh, screaming and the uh, metal, I mean, it's kind of an inspiring song, really. <laughs> it's great. Uh, it's great. So, I mean, like, uh, I yeah, think- <laughs> it's also, I, I I also like that it was like a one-minute song with two minutes of breakdown, and I, I love that. That was great. It's fucking awesome. We cut, my other band, Cross Me, we covered... Uh, the breakdown to that song people would just go fucking crazy uh, yeah fucking two minutes worth yeah. hell yeah fuck this, yeah this band is like the king of writing like energetic music uh-huh. and making songs just sound interesting 
the whole way through and like starting a record like that, like super fast and just aggressive. Yeah. Like right away. It's just like tackles you into the record. You're like, all right, right I'm here. Sure, yeah. Damn. I'm, I'm sticking around. And they don't fuck around either. Like, I seriously, like you brought up the, uh, how they start out with just that one minute. And seriously, it's a two minute breakdown. <laughs> I can't like, and I can't say that enough because it's seriously there. It's like punching you yeah. in the face for two minutes. And it's like, uh, they're like the kings at having like the Dimebag and Vinnie Paul mm. brother duo. They were the king of just like making parts sound interesting. It's just the same part. Like if you th- it's the same fucking breakdown, but they changed like one bell part. Or right, yeah. One, double, be- one double bass part and it like revamps the whole thing. It's fucking sick. It's nice how you can just just do one little simple thing to change it and make it sound yeah, even better. Just way more yeah. interesting. Yeah. And even though they're like playing the same thing, yeah. it's great. I bite that shit all the time when I write. It's just like, yeah, let's just keep it going. Dude. Let's keep it. Keep it. Just hit the double beat. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a good strong start to the album there. I I, I like that a lot. Yep. Tony, do you have anything on that? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it just makes you want to punch a wall. Absolutely. No. <laughs> Run through the wall. I guess. Yeah, that is not. That is not a lie. No, that's, that's definitely a good gym track kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we uh, we went to uh, let's see five minutes alone, which I thought was hilarious because I, I actually I screenshotted what I wrote down first and I sent it to both of you and I said Phil, how do you say his name Phil um, Phil Anselmo Anselmo wants to fight your dad. It's true and yeah, it's true and fight it, your dad song. It's the wants <laughs> to fight your dad song and not like your dad now like my dad's seventy he doesn't want to fight my seventy year old dad he wants to fight my dad when I'm in kindergarten kind of yeah. thing yeah my dad's like forty <laughs> um, <laughs> but I thought this was great because I was a little confused. Because uh, he mentioned something about the color of his skin, and I was like, "What is this about?" That was, that was a weird, yeah. It was a weird line. Yeah, I he's, uh, yeah, he's a little bit out there with mm. his opinions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, I was like, "Was this guy?" I, I first was like, "Oh, this song's about punching Nazis. I'm into that. Fuck yeah!" And I'm like, "Oh wait, no. He's he always says that one. Is this a? Oh, he wants to fight somebody. Yeah. Oh, he wants to fight this guy's dad. <laughs> because apparently at a show." There was some kid that was like talking shit to him while he was playing, and then he told the crowd to kick his ass, and the wow. crowd promptly, promptly did it. And they kicked I didn't his know ass. that, and I, be- <laughs> I believe it because Pantera fans are like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mostly hate Pantera fans, but I love <laughs> Pantera. Uh, That's good. Yeah, they're yeah. just these redneck like yeah. motherfuckers. Oh and yeah, they're like yeah, I'm That's fucking like, kicking his ass. Let's go. That's <laughs> the same thing for football fans. That's, yeah. We're big Packer fans, but we hate most of the fans. Yeah, because like they're just obnoxious. It's all loud. redneck and yeah. yeah. I mean, just enjoy quietly. It's fine. Yeah. You even watch, you know. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, like I want. I remember seeing the video of Dimebag's like the concert. He got murdered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That shit is going crazy before that happens, which is why that guy's able to do that mm-hmm. because th- their shows are chaotic. Yeah, right. That's insane. <laughs> like there was people just fighting and jumping off the stage, and then you know it, yeah. all that distraction. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the video for Five Minutes Now? I'm not. So, personally, this is probably like one of my least favorite songs on the record. I don't know if it's because <laughs> it's so like structured and it's very like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Yeah. Or if it's because it was like one of the bigger ones and I've heard it a million times. Yeah. But <laughs> still a sick song. Right and in the video uh, during the solo, I would just get dicked up about it when I was like a kid. Because <laughs> he, uh, he did this thing with the neck where he, he would like go up like that, but then grab a fret and just. Oh, you can't see the visual right now, well, but yeah, he is doing his thing. It's like yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> it, it's fucking crazy. He was Dimebag was like an insane guitar. Watch the watch the video, and then you'll know what Jimmy's talking about. It's maybe like, it's like eighteen minutes into the song because it's like a twenty-five. Minute I know song. it is like a. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not wrong, um, but to finish off that story, the kid was talking shit. The crowd beat him up, and then the kid's dad 
was mad at Pantera. So then he called up Pantera. I don't know how this happened, but he called up Pantera's. Hey, Pantera. Hey, man. Hey, guys. He talked to the manager and was like, "Yo, just give me five minutes alone with Phil." And then the manager's like, "You don't want to. You don't want to do that." And uh, that's <laughs> that guy's completely unhinged at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <People> just... <laughs> so uh, that's kind of a fun backstory for that. That's hilarious. That's nuts. Yeah. Moving on to I'm Broken. Tony, what you got? So I think this was the first Pantera song I heard, that or Walk. Um, like I wrote here, Walk is kind of like, it's parody at this point, because like any starting 17-year-old mm-hmm. metal band covers it at some point. Because um, it is, it's not a tough song. Um, yeah. And so, but I, so out of those two like mega hits, I think I'm Broken still kicks ass though. Oh mm-hmm. dude, that's one of the coolest riffs. Mm-hmm. It, on this whole it, record yeah for sure like it yeah that opening uh riff is still just too cool and it, um it's another one of those things where they just play off of like we're gonna do the same thing over yep. and over again <laughs> you over change it just a little bit to keep it interesting but yeah so and then like how i had this song reminds me of how a lot of being a high school metalhead was hiding your vulnerability through uh music that sounds tough <laughs> but it still has the energy of an angsty teen Phil wrote it because of the terrible pain he was going through, which is much more relatable now than when you listen to it in high school related to uh, the girl not liking you. Because <laughs> you're kind of weird. Right, yeah. Because yeah. that's definitely yeah, how that's you're fair. taking it when you're like, yeah, I'm broken. I'm just so weird. So weird. Oh, man. She doesn't like me. It's so weird that they can probably write an emo song. <laughs> really, but... but so. You know, because well, that, that's what... High school metalhead is just trying to act like he's tough. Right. Yeah. Yep. Like. Oh yeah. Believe me. I was in. I was in high school. Like thinking I was the hardest shit. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. No. And he still does, folks. No. <laughs> you can kick my. If you saw me on the street, you're like, I could fight that guy. <laughs> you could probably. I could beat that guy up. It's, nice. a, it's like the Fight Club uh, homework <laughs> where they just need to start, they just start fighting you. <laughs> hey, but you would win. They'd have to make you win. We're going to go into that movie. I'm sorry. I'm done with this now. A few good parts of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's not that bad. We're not going to talk about it. We're not talking about Fight Club right now. I'm All just right. saying, you, you could fend for yourself, Jimmy. Just, you know, have confidence. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now this song. To be seen. Good, <laughs> good friends and a bottle of pills. This... I'm going to let Tony do his take first before I go into mine. Yeah, so I had to research what the fuck the song was about. <laughs> because, uh, and then he explained that uh, for Phil Anselmo, he explained it was uh, he was obsessed with Nick Cave and all these parties that he heard that dude through. And then, uh, but he promises to don't go farther in explaining that. Um, I don't believe that. Yeah, right? It sounds like he got wasted and fucked one of his friend's girlfriends. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> The way I looked at this song, I thought it might have been through the eyes of like a schizo, where it's like the schizo, the second, the second, um, what do you want to call that? The second person inside this person took over the first person was like, I fucked your girlfriend, <laughs> and uh, you didn't that. do anything about it. So, and because you get, you get to like the chorus where it's just screaming like I served too many masters, yeah. and yeah, yeah, and uh, and I thought maybe like uh, I thought it was a little confusing. It's like uh, when he says serves too many masters I mean he's like a slave to himself and the drugs or the medication or whatever that's that's what I was kind of picking up from that and that's that's all I got from that I just thought it was really yeah it was a weird song. I remember the first time I heard it I was like I'm gonna just try to listen to Pantera later. <laughs> <laughs> I, that I was, one yeah we I, both took that so okay that like, hot take this that? is one of my favorite songs on the record okay because it's like when I first heard it uh, I'm not usually a fan of like the 
the weird like talking underneath music. I think it's corny. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of new metal bands do it. I'm just like, this is fucking dumb. But, um, <laughs> this, the, this is the first time I heard something like that, and I thought it was just like so weird and off the wall, and especially like the the topic was just like, fuck too cool. I know. And the ending little snippet that he says at the end of the song is like, I told you, I told you, motherfucker. Yeah. I was like, That's hard. That's, <laughs> it was but, super crazy. Uh, on a music level. It's like perfectly placed in the record, and it, it's like a all mid tempo, pretty much all drum and bass, and it lets the record breathe a lot. It gives you like a little like, okay, we're gonna chill back for a second, and then just because it's right after fucking I'm broken, which mm-hmm. is hard as shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it, I fucking love that song, and it's like another testament to just how sick fucking Pink Paul is a drum. Right. That was that was cool. I, I do enjoy. I that. like that theory. That's a good yeah. theory. No. That's good. Like it's an interlude of some sort. Yeah, um, that's just what I. I could see that. Noah, now that you say that, it definitely, I feel that. It feels yeah, that way now because it does. Like the record itself is like pretty much just all fucking high energy, high energy, and I feel like that. Like I said, it just gives it a good like bre- like breath going on to the second yeah. part of the album. Yeah, that's that's great. I mean. Now, because like, like I said, when we first listened to it, we were like, nah, we'll try again later. And then the more we listened to it, the more we like felt it a little mm-hmm. bit better and getting a better understanding of it, especially looking up the yeah. lyrics and everything. The first time I heard just that, I was like, I need to do a song like that. <laughs> <laughs> just only drum and bass and just fucking hard. Right. Not a live song for sure, but like you hear on you the can record. Hear, yeah, like, you can hear a record. Tight. Nice. Ties it all together. Um, speaking of the drummer Vinnie Paul, uh, on the song... I don't know what the fuck Phil is talking about in this song, and I never cared. <laughs> that's what, oh, he, that's said. what he said. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's funny, dude. <laughs> that's They're not funny. on speaking terms currently. Well, it's because Vinny Paul's dead. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's dead now. Yeah, I was like, that's why they're not speaking they did not, yeah, before yeah, they were. They did not make okay. up before he died. Yeah, that was like a huge reason why. I'm sure people were offering Pantera so much money to play more shows, and they're like, nah, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. That was just funny. Yeah, they're not on speaking terms right now. Yeah, because Vinnie Paul. <laughs> I forgot that happened. Super dead. I forgot super about that detail yeah. of he's fucking dead. No, it was only a couple months ago. But so. fucking yeah. uh, Phil Anselmo, his band's doing the last Slayer tour, and apparently uh, they're playing all Vulgar songs, Vulgar's play songs. Oh, really? Which I think is like is it hell yeah. No, no, that was Vinnie's band. Damn it. Uh, okay, I forget what Phil's band's called, but. I think it's like kind of cool, but also at the same time kind of fucking gross because he just waited until they all died. Yeah, to play that's yeah. Pantera songs, and okay. I'm just like, this is like you're such a piece of shit, right? Garbage now. Yeah. God, now you're making me feel because yeah, big piece of shit Again. right there. And so much is about the brothers. Yeah, dude, that was like ability. I mean, Phil, yeah, Phil was like awesome, but uh, <laughs> the brothers kind of, in my opinion, carried the band. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, it's fine. Uh, next, next song clearly about drugs. Hard lines, sunken sh- cheeks. <laughs> so that's uh, it's uh, like the reason why it's called hard lines and sunken cheeks. Good cheeks is that's what you uh, start ha- starts it starts happening to you when you start. Uh, I forgot which drug it is. Probably meth. I don't know. Fucking, but that should happen to you when it starts happening. Um, <laughs> when you start doing it. Um, so the the line, these hard lines and sunken cheeks are textbook reasons. All Christians come alive and try to sell you. And I was like, I don't understand this line whatsoever. <laughs> Do you have any takes on that, Jimmy? Uh, I don't. E- I didn't even know what it was about lyrically. I just like that fucking that riff in the beginning. It starts kind of soft, and then just kicks in. Hard. That's fair. That's, that's a good fair. riff. That's also one of those songs on the record that's kind of structured, like kind of verse chorusy. For sure. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I can see that. 
Good song. Not my favorite, for mm. sure. I, I, I think uh, I like Good Friends in a Bottle of Pills a little bit more. Hot take again. Hot take again. <laughs> I was, was going to ask you at the end of the whole thing. Yeah. Which one song is your favorite? But yeah. We'll I'll, get s- I'll save that one. Okay, I'll good. That good, answer. good. I wonder if we even said it yet. No. Ooh. All right. Uh, this is kind of like Tony's like meat potatoes of the album right here coming up. Yeah. Slaughtered whips ass. It's my favorite. Mm. Um, it's just, it just, it kicks ass and keeps kicking ass. Um, I kind of put that it could be dropped into any violent media and it would fit. Um, but now I take, it's perfect for Doom. It's a Doom track. It like, is a Doom track. Yeah. I could see Doom that. Doom video game. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> that's all I really got to say. Okay. <laughs> that, that riff fucking slaps, dude. Yeah. No. It's uh, we used to cover that. Cross used to cover that riff too. People go fucking crazy. And uh, and you kind of Tony mentioned um when we were first writing this all down, but he said that the 25 years uh fit really well with Slaughtered. Yeah. The pairing is good. Yeah. I think they like. I was talking to you before. There, there were the kings at writing just like a cohesive record. I try to like, I try to rip that concept off. Like, if I'm writing a record, we'll have it all on the whiteboard, and we're just like, all right, we have this song that ends like this. How should we like approach writing this? Like, we write it as like a cohesive thing. And they were like, so they were the kings at that. And that's why we like doing albums when people can pull that off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Because I feel like I, I have the attention span of a fucking squirrel. <laughs> and I rarely can sit through a full record. And mm-hmm. it has to be, like, interesting. It has yeah. to be, like, ear-catching the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, not a lot of bands can do that. They are... They got you. They got it, dude. They got you. They fucking got it. Well, not anymore, but... They well, I mean, I mean, they... This, yes. Before, like, they were super dead. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the one guy. Um, yeah. But, no, I mean... And that's what we get to enjoy now, where music's so easily available. You mm. can take those away, because, yeah. like, you know, and that's why we like to play around with discussing albums, because, mm. like, it's hard to find them that are worth going through and not just picking your favorite songs and then yeah, yeah. pushing right. the rest off the table. Right, yeah. I was going to say, we haven't really, like, I remember when we first started doing this show, we picked a couple albums that we were able to, like, pick apart, some tracks that didn't need to be on an album, but then I think we haven't been able to do that too much yet. Yeah. All the best ones. All the best ones, yeah. Ones were like, no, that song should stay in it. Right. It doesn't need to be a B-set, you know. <laughs> I think the last time we did that was the Creed album. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with Human Clay, we, we like four songs <laughs> off that album, and everything else is kind of like, man. Yeah, just keep the keep the Million Dollar song, and then just yeah. like, throw <laughs> And then everything song. else. Yeah. With Arms Wide Open, yeah, I love that shit, great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like Slaughtered and 25 Years Coming Off the Back of It. Um, like, okay, I wrote in that one that shows... It, it gives... Both sides to Dimebag's, you know, mm-hmm. uh, abilities, because that one is 25 years is a really rhythmic, yeah, um, rhythmic sound. So it's more of that old school mm-hmm. type of stuff. And now I really like this section. Yeah, good section. Because here comes another one. Because use my third arm. What did I re- write on that? Oh, I said Slipknot. I've, <laughs> I've heard flat out that all the people in Slipknot listened to this uh, track and was like. Let's just That's make a band doing. off of this track. Like, the first that. half. I the first that. half is straight up, like, Iowa. Because it's so percussive, and that's why mm. I like that. That's why they have a billion drums in their band. <laughs> I get yeah. it. Yeah. Dude, that, that song is also one of my favorites, because it just starts out like... Yeah. Like, it's just mm-hmm. like... They know how to fucking punch you in the dick, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Super and, sick. And it was just super interesting, because, so, yeah, like, the first half was, like... You know, like, you could just tell immediately a band like Slipknot like just yeah. listen to that over and over and wanted to form a band but then this back half it breathes more and then I actually that's uh, Phil's 
uh, strongest section in the whole record for me. Oh, really? I really like uh, what he does on that second half. Okay. Yeah. Great song. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, dive deep into the record, like, 75 minutes in. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's good. Yeah, because I missed it the first time, and then when I, you know, when I start getting more familiar with the first half, the second half comes out more, and then it's like, damn, mm. it's a cool track. Mm. Um, and then, like, getting closer to the end of the album here, uh, they ended the album with a cover. Planet, uh, Planet Caravan, which was a Black Sabbath cover. I thought that was interesting that they ended it with, ended it with, a, with a cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the reason why they did that, I'm not sure the reason why they did that, but the they covered the song. It was supposed to go on a Black Sabbath tribute uh, CD, but then I guess there was like some politics between the fucking record labels that caused them to reject it. <laughs> so then they're like, fuck that, we're still gonna put it out. And Dude, it it's a great cover, and I love that. Uh, they ended, they have like the most aggressive record written in the last 20 years, mm-hmm. and they ended it with like, no, I, I don't want to say like pretty by any means, but they ended oh, it, but yeah, it very was... like soft and yeah. like uh, ambient, kind of like almost, mm-hmm. uh, like, they fucked around with like a lot of fucking effects, and it just sounds fucking sick. It's good stuff. Great cover. Yeah. I didn't know it was a Black Sabbath cover mm-hmm. until like, pro- like, Long after I've been listening to this record, and then yeah, when I was like, yeah, that's Black Sabbath song. I was like, oh, oh shit, nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. So that was cool that they ended it with that. There is actually a limited released track. I think it was only in Japan and a couple other things. Uh, there was a song. It's another cover. It's called The Badge. It was co- uh, it was a oh, it's a, a Poison Idea cover. Yeah, Poison yeah. Idea cover. That's fucking cool. Man. And uh, it's uh, it's we'll just talk briefly about it because I, I I just looked it up and I just saw it there and I was like, oh shit. So this song is basically saying that cops all cops are assholes and. It's real punk, real punk shit right there. That's fucking sick. And, uh, yeah. I didn't know that they covered Poison Idea. Mm-hmm. That's fan. Awesome. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Good. That's the album right there. Yeah, is that track even It's not, It wasn't on, like, it wasn't on Spotify. I saw it because I was looking at the lyrics, and all of a sudden it was, like, there. I'm like, this song is nowhere to be found. So then I looked it up on Spotify and found it. I'm gonna have to dive into that on the way home. Yeah. And actually, it's kind of funny, because I think, uh, Poison Idea, the original song, was actually heavier than the one that they play. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Poison yeah. Idea is fucking... It's a band, dude. Yeah. Band. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know that part. <laughs> Check that out. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. But otherwise, overall, a great album. Like, it took us a couple listens, and like, like I mentioned this before, it's like not something that we normally listen to, mm-hmm. but we can still respect it because, I mean, yeah. like, they're Pantera, fucking Jesus Christ. Um, but then we came around. Like, it was great, and we're, we're really glad that you uh, showed That's us badass. this album. Yeah, I'm glad, uh, glad you guys listened to it. It's one of the, it's a record that um, I feel like Pantera face value when you look them up you see Cowboys from Hell and Vulgar mm-hmm. Display and this is like to me they're most aggressive and most just like true blue Pantera yeah and uh yeah it's a fucking badass record it's a good record glad you guys enjoyed yeah no we appreciate you bringing us this album yeah man but now we got some other things before we get out of here let's do it let's do it so okay. um Tony and I we're dumb wrestling fans and I shouldn't say dumb. We just okay. We're dumb wrestling fans, um, <laughs> and uh, we try to associate anything that we can in wrestling. When's the last time you watched wrestling, Jimmy? Uh, sometimes my friend Chris. Uh, well, he always watches wrestling, mm. but he uh, dra- go to- drags all of us to his house to watch like the pay per view ones. Oh yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So probably last time that happened like six months ago. Yeah, like. it was like WrestleMania, probably. Yeah, probably. nice. You, I would assume he frequents Vanguard. Vanguard is a local wrestling. Uh, he fucks with that place. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's great. I've definitely seen wrestling there too. Oh, mm-hmm. there you go. Very Never cool. on purpose. It's always like oh, <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Hey, shit, it's on. Why, today. Is, why hey. is there all these people here? <laughs> 
which is if you do come to Milwaukee and you like wrestling, please go to Vanguard. That's going to be our first yeah. unofficial sponsor of the show. Yeah. That and PD Light because I'm hungover, but it's not that great. It's not that bad because of PD Light. But anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I gotta try that baby juice. PD Light before bed is the best. Oh, That's the fucking move. a! That's the it was move. great. Yeah. Because I got home and Amber like was wasted too, and then she just fell into bed. I'm like, you need to drink some of this. She's like, we'll drink it in the morning. I'm like, you gotta drink it now. Those are gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> so then we drank it now. Super dead. Yeah. So then we woke up and I was like, oh, I just feel a little groggy. Pedialyte. Unofficial sponsors of Not Exactly Radio, along with Vanguard, the wrestling place. <laughs> so anyways, this segment's called This Is uh, How's This Wrestling, and we have to do this intro, and you get to join us. Okay. Um, so we'll start it, and we're going to do it three times, so like after the first time you can join in with us, because you'll understand how to do it after that. So here's how the intro goes. Here we go. Ready? Eh, eh, eh. How is this wrestling? How is this wrestling? How is this wrestling? There you go. Okay, yeah. There you go. See, good. look at that. Bam. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I looked at Jimmy. I'm like, he looked really unimpressed with our <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was expecting, like, wait, what, what am I jumping into? No, you're jumping into this. Okay. Come on, you got cool. it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is How Is This Wrestling. Obviously, this is a metal album. And at one point or another, I assume... <laughs> Yeah. WWE, WCW, ECW, any of those wrestling shows use the Pantera song. Uh, or at least sometime. ripped it off. At Remember least ripped it off, the, yes. WCW used to do that. Where oh, they, they just did. use their in-house band to cover, like, yeah. and change, like, the <laughs> tuning or just there was one the t- rhythm, the timing, something. Yeah. I think uh, hit songs. Diamond Dallas Page had a, a Nirvana rip-off song. Yeah, it was and in Bloom was, or something. Yeah, it was something like that, because then Diamond Dallas Page all of a sudden was on the same show as Nirvana, like a late show or something like that, and then Diamond, like, they interviewed Nirvana, and then Diamond, Diamond Dallas Page came out, and they're just like, this is our fucking song. What is this? <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. It's hilarious. But, okay, there is actually wrestling to this album. I shouldn't say this album, but Pantera in general. RVD, uh, Rob Van Dam, High Flyin', Literal and drug guy, because he, he's in a marijuana. Anyway, it doesn't oh, matter. He loves weed. He loves weed. It's great. Um, we hang out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he used uh, a, a cover of Walk for, uh, I think, his ECW days, and it was the by the band Kilgore. And that's uh, how was this wrestling. That was it. That's sick. I feel like I want I want to say that Pantera has been used for wrestlers more than that, but because that would be like my fucking yeah. go-to song, and it's just... Makes sense. It would make sense, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I couldn't couldn't speak to that, right. but because I know you mentioned maybe Stone Cold, but yeah. I know I know Disturbed did a Stone Cold Steve Austin song, um, and I'm trying to think. I feel like there's another song that we're missing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I will say that um, <clears throat> it's not a hundred percent proven, but this is what I was told that the SpongeBob cast hired on Pantera <laughs> to do all those parts, like a. Like when Sandy Cheeks stole SpongeBob and taking all those roller coasters, like all that thrash stuff is all fantastic. <laughs> Hell yeah, so, that's so great. Which is badass. That is that's that super is good. Awesome. So technically, I've been listening to Pantera since I was like fucking four. <laughs> Hell yeah. There you go. You even know. You yeah, know. Dude. So we have to do the outro to How's This Wrestling, which is the same thing as the intro. So you get to join us this time okay. the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Ready for this? Three, two, one. How is this wrestling? How is this wrestling? How is this wrestling? Thank you for indulging us. I appreciate that. I I tried to find quick info. It's just a Mexican wrestler that goes by Pantera because it's Spanish (laughs) for Panther. So I'm like... (laughs) That's close enough. That's good. Yeah. We'll count count it. Uh, it So so there's a luchador that goes by Pantera. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten a season assist yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, when most of the members are dead, maybe Phil doesn't really pay attention. That doesn't matter. Um, Hyper-specific now. 
This is for you. It's going to be dumb questions. Okay. And here it comes. Here's the intro to Hyper Specific. Hyper Specific. And we're back. It's going to be great. All right, Tony, you want to go first? So, because through going through it all, you already provided my answer. Um, my first question was just going to anything directly off this that definitely influences the work that you guys are doing in low end. Um, well, for low end, uh, we, we all Well, yeah, because you were talking about the other bands. So, yeah, yeah low yeah. end and Pantera. Uh, Cross Me, I was pretty much, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. I, I would write riffs and we bring it to practice and we kind of piece songs together. Uh, low end, uh, do the same shit, but a lot of, I, I bring like song <clears throat> ideas and I get a lot of influence from Pantera and this record. I'll just be like listening to this record and I'll just pause it and be like, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there it is. There's a song. <laughs> and um, yeah, I. That's I just in Jimmy rips off Pantera for all of his songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do a lot. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely take influence from their energy. And I, I wouldn't be able to write a four minute song if I tried. Uh, they they can keep it high energy the whole time, but like, well, that's I why I like uh, uh, steadfast. It's six songs, twelve minutes. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, hell yeah! <laughs> Short, sweet, right to the away. Point. I love I love it. I love that you can just like listen to a record like that, be completely into it the whole time, and have no like sleepy parts. And yeah, that's, yeah. What, that was that's cool. what I try to do when I write. Is like I want every part to be just like ear catching I want to keep listening I and I think like, that's what like we've been hitting on that like the last couple weeks now like we've been mm -hmm. finding albums that are just like six seven maybe five maybe even mm -hmm. five songs and they're just fucking killing it in like 24 minutes and this is like the best mm -hmm. albums that we've listened mm -hmm. to and it's uh, I think it's a testament to that we are a generation all of attention spans like squirrels Absolutely. Yeah. and yeah. nobody wants to listen to like half the people that like Justin Bieber are listening to his record. They're like, oh, I listened to the two songs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah. it's just like, nobody wants to dive in and like appreciate Actually. a full mm. album, mm -hmm. which I feel like more people should because it's a motherfucker to write a full album. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It sucks, yeah. man. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it takes bands two years for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> like, fair. outside yeah, of the yeah. touring aspect, but it's just also, you gotta piece all that together. Yeah, right. it's a massive puzzle that you need to be different from every other puzzle. <laughs> it's, yeah. Okay, next hyper-specific question. If one song was a person, which one would you pick a fight with, and why is it because they drank the last Monster <laughs> Energy drink? <laughs> um, I think I would pick a, pick a fight with Planet Caravan. Because they're probably really high <laughs> at that point. And you're like e and one. easy to beat up. <laughs> you're just, you're just going I'm, for the low hanging fruit here. <laughs> as I mentioned before, if you saw me on the street, you'd think you're like, <laughs> I could beat that guy. <laughs> I'm not threatening, and that was that's probably the least threatening song. On the board. And I wonder. I wonder if even Planet Caravan is just like I could probably kick that guy. Probably. Ass. <laughs> I don't know why they stole my monster. Probably because they're really high and they need to go see their mother soon. And they're yeah. just like, I need to like. <laughs> fix this. It's like and something needs to happen here. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Get the visine, I think I'd fight uh, that song. But I love that song. That's it's, good. it's like fighting like a dog. Why would you want to fight a dog? That's, yeah. that's fair. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just trying to associate angry music with fighting. I apologize. I don't want you to beat up your dog. I mean, I feel like I can name a couple songs that could kick my ass <laughs> for sure. But, yeah, I don't know. What songs can kick your ass? Um, uh, Strength Beyond one. Strength. Yes. Uh, Slaughtered. Mm. Um, I think those two are the ones that are like the biggest guys in the room that could oh, like yeah. completely whoop my ass. Um, those are scary. Yeah, <laughs> those are. Those are. No, those I get are, that. Those are pretty scary. Totally get that. Yeah. 
All right, Tony, you got another one for him? Um, <laughs> all right, so this is the album where Daryl Abbott went from uh, Diamond Daryl to his most famous nickname of Dimebag Daryl. Give me your outlaw alliteration name. So it's My outlaw alliteration name. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I was trying to think of, of uh, legal things that start with J, and I couldn't. So um, <laughs> You think for all the nicknames that people call me, I would have something lined up. Jabroni Jimmy. <laughs> Jabroni Jimmy. Because <laughs> I could not come up with any <laughs> illegal activity with a J. I'm, uh, like, I'm like, maybe he'll think of one. <laughs> well, okay, so I'll give you the, my roommate. His name is also Jimmy. <laughs> uh, he is like this anomaly of a person, and he has a fascination with weapons and I've never oh, had gosh. weapons in my house until he moved in. <laughs> he's a knife guy. And he's an everything kind of guy. Oh, but, he's got uh, more than that, man. One day, <laughs> one day he walked in and he had this, this necklace that had a knife on it. And I was just like, is that a knife? <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and I was like, Jimmy neck knife. That works. Oh man, that's oh, actually that pretty cool. Awesome. That's Jimmy actually Jimmy pretty... neck knife has a, has a ring to it for sure. So I guess maybe if I had a neck knife, I would go Jimmy, Just steal Jimmy, Jimmy neck knife. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I definitely shit. coined it. It's my name to him, but I'll take it. That's cool. It's like fucking taking All it right, back. So that yeah. works. Fucking Jimmy that was neck awesome. Knife. <laughs> Jimmy neck knife. <laughs> God. Okay, so last one. What song do you think is the most mad at their parents? On that whole record? A whole record. Uh, Probably... Uh, I guess it'd be one of the two big guys, right? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I'm going to have right. to go with the Good Pills. Or, okay. Because uh, it's just talking about fucking girlfriend last night. <laughs> but it's like when I when I hear that song, I just picture like doing drugs in some basement somewhere. But that's probably the least happy my mom would be with me. Yeah, that's in fair. In that setting, yeah. that's fair. I'm not trying to put this in a personal thing. Like I'm not saying. Well, and I'm like, also you. thinking like somebody in that situation probably had a fucked up childhood. Yeah. Also. <laughs> and also, okay, so. Speaking to that, if I was listening to this record with my mom and that song came on, that's the first song I would skip. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't want First to... line is, I fucked your girlfriend She's last like, what night. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Jimmy. I can oh. feel a stronger than all of them. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's, that was hyper specific. Did you survive? You feel okay? I'm feeling, feeling good. Feeling good. Yeah. Uh, lastly, we're going to do some recommendations. If you like this album, what other album do you like? Tony, do you want to start with yours? Uh, Kubla Khan's Nomad from 2017 is probably my most recent like aggressive record that I bang a lot. That's badass. They're uh, playing Milwaukee soon. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. I, I like all yeah, the aspects of, yeah. of what they do. Let's do a couple tracks. Just, yeah. It beats you over the head. Great band and great people too. They're really awesome guys. Yeah. yeah. No, I love the lyrical content in Nomad too. Mm-hmm. Like all the songs have a lot of edge, both an edge and a point. Like they discuss depression on there, yeah. anxiety, uh, racism. Hmm. Uh, being dealing with your own history of rape, like they like they come from the south. Yeah, okay. they they're from uh, like deep Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget, it's some weird fucking town. But uh, they, I've met those guys a bunch. But uh, oh, their cool. singer is like the nicest guy in the world. But definitely like when you see them when you see them play, he like before song we'll talk about stuff like that. Talk about but like cop violence, talk about like racism. So he's like a really put together, well-spoken guy. Mm. He's fucking rad. Yeah. But uh, he wears snake boots, so he's for sure a Texas guy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's cool. That's cool that you know them too. Yeah, yeah. yeah that is cool. Yeah, no, that, that's a record I really like um, in recent years. Uh, one that I picked out was from a band called Left Behind, Seeing Hell. It kind of had like the same like 
you have different genre inspirations throughout this whole Pantera album, and that's kind of what I felt from this. And, and seeing Hal as well, it just seemed like uh, there's a lot of thrash in there, and then they like break it down with a couple mm -hmm. other songs, and that's the way I thought it connected pretty well with this Pantera album. So if you like Pantera in this album, I suggest that one. It's and so, besides Steadfast, give us another album, but also stream Steadfast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another album that I would uh, recommend. recommend to people. Yeah. Uh, there's a band, it's weird, two of these bands are going to be from Texas, but this is uh, great friends of mine. It's a death metal hardcore band from Texas called uh, Creeping Death. Um, they're putting out a new record soon. Check out Spectre of War. Spectre of War? Oh, fucking cool. hard risk, bro. <laughs> okay. That shit makes you want to fucking... Creeping Death, Specter of War, better. <laughs> it yeah, has yeah. to be something. Uh... It's cool. It's gonna be great. But yeah, all the Texas boys just here we are jerking off Pantera. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jimmy, that's our show. Basically, do you want to say anything else? Like what you're doing, what's going on before uh, um, we get on out of here? I'll be on tour with uh, Judiciary for the next three weeks with uh, Acacia Strain and Knock Loose. So, roll to a Milwaukee show. We're gonna be here on the fourth, I believe. And Some then, the uh, yeah. Fucking and then, let's uh, get after it. Low end will be out uh, pretty much most of September, and we're figuring out what's going on this winter. So. Hell yeah, that's a lot. You're busy, fucking man. I'm glad we were able to get you in here. Hell yeah, I'm glad it, uh, glad it could happen. Yeah, man. Cool. Uh, so thank you, Jimmy. Thank you again for Thanks coming for on the show. Me. Hey, no, we appreciate that. Uh, don't forget to uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Do whatever you need to to make yourself known. Give us some suggestions of albums you want to hear. Uh, soon we'll be hopefully going weekly with this. Mm -hmm. um, we want to try to get like a Riot Fest series. We're going to do all the albums that are being played live at Riot Fest. Um, maybe we'll start recording that pretty soon. Probably should because it's almost September. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and then, yeah, we'll get, we'll, we'll figure it out. It's <laughs> alright. Um, and if you want to come back, you'll probably be gone, but if you want to come back for any of those albums, if you want to take a look at them, we'll see what happens. Let me know, dude. Yeah. Um, I pop in and out. That's fair. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than and that, also just generally. Jim. Friend of the pod. Yeah, now you're friend. Oh shit, we gotta do the the handshake. Oh yeah, what's the here handshake? Here we go, right here. Check it out. And you can't do this with anybody else. It's a secret thing. Okay, yeah. so you get to do it right now. Okay, that's it. Bam. Throwing it away. Now everyone knows. Don't well, say anything. Nobody, like, nobody can see it. So we're good. <laughs> I know, but like you're they giving them hints. They heard the. Psh. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you just shoot a little bit of piss out. Yeah, that's it's all. That's... It's all been piss. Yeah. It's really, the whole time it's been piss. Oh, I'll let everybody. There's know a really part. big mess in here. Right? Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's hot and it smells like piss. It's great. <laughs> Anyways, that was enough. It's hot and it smells like piss. That's great. Good all way right. to good way to end the episode. Thank you so much for listening, uh, Benny K. And. Shout out to Rent a Turtle and the the the, the, the Shredder because I have to always <laughs> fuck with something. Um, I am Tony, just Tony. Good night. Thank you very much. Bye bye.